Well, greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 134. We made it. Oh, I thought you were going to like pass up your opportunity to say that. I like the anticipation. Suspense. Yeah. All right. That was suspense. Holding people. You had suspense. me on the edge. I of just my... read a thing where a guy was saying, you know, that if you want to build tension, you should pause longer. Okay. I thought you did good. Thank you. Good. Silence is what every podcast Yeah. Does. You just want to. Yeah. Especially this one. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have we'll a little bit of time of to. Build tension. Ah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> Honestly, I just thought you lost your yeah, Well, it could be either one. I, I am the oldest person yeah, here. And maybe for, I, He forgot the word. I went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it can happen. I nodded off. So, all right. Well, like I said, welcome to episode 134. My name is Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. Uh, we're the teaching team here at Community Christian. If it's your first time watching or listening, and we do this podcast every week, answering questions that you guys send us to try and help us all think and react to our world in a Jesus way. Do you, did you like my pause? Is I that thought, what you're laughing at? Is he pause? It's no. not like I had a period after every no. word. No, I'm just, I'm enunciating. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm, I'm enunciating. We want well. to be clear. That's right. If there's anything we can be, we can be clear. Well, we can. Or maybe not. No. Yeah, we'll find out. We've got actually a couple of questions today. All they right. Were, they were packaged together as two questions. So we're, we're going to separate them. And deal with the first one first. And then I think the second one's going to be real quick because <laughs> we've answered this question before. Hey. Uh, but that's okay. So uh, In episode 72. I, honestly, I don't know which I don't episode either. it is. I found a clip of it, and I'm going to link to the, to the clip in just a moment. I'll tell you how to do that in a minute. But it gave me a chance to go back to some of the old episodes. Okay. Of our, uh, and see podcast. how great they were. Ah, maybe the opposite. <laughs> I was actually going to say it. It it was it was shocking to me how much this podcast has changed over 134 episodes. Yep, it has. It really has. I went and well, saw some of those I mean, we've been doing it for like four years, five, eight years. 134 10. episodes. 134 weeks. So coming up on three years, and we do it every week. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are right. you here for that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you make all of them? Right, I don't know. I, okay. All right. So yeah, uh, we you know we started out with, and it, I just tell you the the list of stuff we talked about in the early days. It looks like we had nothing to say. We did have nothing to talk. <laughs> We're about. just making it up as we go along. But then, and I was so happy to see the progression. It, we we tried out segments. We tried to be funny. We did. We still try. We don't ever get no. it. But. But now we've got so many people sending in so many questions that I, there are actually people that I think have to wait probably six weeks for their question to be answered. They're probably convinced we're never going to answer. Well, I did run into somebody who actually gave me their name for a, a question the other day. And I said to him, I was like, look, we're getting to it. Don't be, you know, don't think we're ignoring your question because we do get to all of them eventually. It just takes us a while. That's so what they keep telling me at the passport office. Really? We're getting to it. <laughs> eventually. So we're like the government. Yeah. All right. no, some of some of you are very unhappy about that. So that we're like the government, or yes. that we take a while. I, I, I think well, those were two. Those the go thing. together. Those, those were the together. same thing for the for people. All and right. other people were upset that we even made the comparison. Yes. And then other people are upset that they accidentally clicked on this video and they can't figure out how to turn it off. They're like, I didn't scrub far enough to get to the actual question, which we're actually to. Like we should now. start into a question and then go back to the And go backwards. That's right. <laughs> Leave the funny stuff at the end. Yeah, we just or start right. think is funny. Yeah, start right in on a question one week and right. then in the middle decide we're just going to talk about random stuff. We yeah. might do that next week. We'll see. All right, first of two questions. 
Here we go. They're about the miracles that Jesus performed. First question is this. In the books of Matthew and in Mark, Jesus tells some people that he heals not to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Didn't he want people to witness his greatness? <laughs> All right. Here's my first thought on this one, and you guys can jump off of this one. I think one of the statement that needs to be made is Jesus' mission obviously was not to get famous fast. Right. Or maybe to get famous ever. At all. He yeah. may not have been planning to be famous. Not mm. it's certainly in the sense that we mean fame yes. by having a lot of uh, following and prestige, and mm -hmm. you know, people people talking about him everywhere he went, and you know, and, and, and when we mean fame in that sense. So, I and also, I, I I would also say I think, and I don't know for sure, but I would have a, a suspicion that if people were to spread the news too quickly, part of that. The consequences of that would have hindered his mission. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I do don't know think, that for a fact. I do think that's right. I, yeah. I, I really believe it. Yeah. I do too. In, the, in what sense? In the sense that Jesus was not here primarily to perform miracles. Right. And therefore, if the news spread too quickly, there's a guy in the next town who's performing miracles. And then, because we do know there were times crowds got so thick and so deep. Right. That that Jesus had to get away. Yeah. Yes. He just sometimes has to leave the crowd and he yeah. goes away secretly. Yes. Yeah. He did seem certainly um, uh, hesitant for them to refer to him as either the Messiah mm -hmm. or a king to try and make him king. He would he would run from those. So the more crowds that you would get, the more you'd have that. In fact, I remember reading some commentary, I don't remember who, talking about the feeding of the 5,000. And in one of one of the gospel accounts, they, they mentioned the fact that he broke them into groups of 50s and 100, which is uh, the Roman legion. Right. Um, those would have been the way that when they would feed the armies, uh, that that's the way they would do, and that Jesus is intentionally setting up, this is what my army, my kingdom looks like. It's a bunch of poor and um, and uh, people who disabled can't take care of, people, they can't take care of themselves. Un, uh, you know, un, un, unhealthy people, uh, and so he and and it's actually at that place where then they come and try and make him king. Mm. That they even kind of get the message; they just get yeah. the wrong part of the message. Mm. He is saying, "Hey, I have a kingdom. This is what my kingdom looks like." They take it to mean, "Oh, well, then we're going to be the army and go take over." Yeah. Jesus then withdraws because they're trying to make him king. So, certainly, I think in those those instances. Um, that may be what it is. But then there's also confusing aspects. This may be further confusing. Then there are times where he does tell people to go tell. Sure. So like he's, he does a little bit. But he bit. doesn't ever, I, now I may be wrong. I may be wrong. So I'm okay with y'all correcting this. I don't think he ever says to every anybody, go tell everybody you know. No. He, no. Uh, he tells them to go to the temple. Te he says yeah. like for cleansing. Mm -hmm. But the reason he says that to lepers is that's the only way they could be allowed back in. Mm -hmm. It's like going to the public health office to be declared you're clean again. Yes. We can let you back in society. He's doing that for the benefit of that's the person. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, go show yourself. They'll tell you that you're completely well. Mm -hmm. I don't think he ever says to anybody, now go bring everybody you know. We're going to have a special meeting on Friday night. There'll be great singing and a potluck afterwards. Sure. No, I He get, doesn't do yeah. any of those kind of typical crowd Self building. Self-promotion, like uh -uh. we would see it as. 
Yes. And, and that was one thing that I wanted to bring up, and I thought it would be a good uh, topic of discussion. And I, and again, I, I don't mean to pick on the question, but I did catch one phrase that you did mention in your question, whoever sent us this. The last question was, didn't he want people to witness his greatness? And I just jotted down a note, witness his greatness doesn't mean to Jesus what you probably mean. Right. Sure. Um, well, because I do think we tend to think of the miracles mm. as... The greatness. Yes. If I could have somebody on demand that would do things miraculous, That's right. mm-hmm. that'd be incredible and everybody would want to see it. Yep. But even people that saw it didn't read it exactly the way. I mean, again, I go back to it all the time. I just had this discussion with my small group that, you know, we tend to think that if I'd seen Jesus and all the miracles, there'd be no doubt in my mind. But on the last time he's with them in Galilee, when he says, all authority has been given to me, the, he's standing there with nail prints in his hands. He's obviously been killed and resurrected. And the verse just before that is, some of them doubted. Mm-hmm. So they see a dude that's obviously been resurrected, and people are like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. I don't know really what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he knew that miracles aren't what... We, they don't do what we think they do. Well, they don't necessarily yeah. uh, they don't necessarily confirm things or build faith in everyone. No, and to be clear, we know that we've talked about this on this podcast is the miracles of Jesus and of the apostles were are called signs. They're mm-hmm. meant to point to something, not to be the thing in and of themselves. And I think I think that's part of why Jesus was de-emphasizing in by telling people, you know, don't go around telling everybody this. Mm-hmm. He's de-emphasizing that I'm not here for this. This is a sign of, this is authenticating who I am, but the greatness, as you asked in your question, is not, and, and when you say greatness, what I take it to mean is who God is. Right. And mm-hmm. we've said this over and over and over again, the picture of God is Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I do, you know, I had this thought, Jason, as y'all were reading the question, y'all were talking a minute ago, and this is going to be more of a question for y'all to sort of talk about a little bit. I think sometimes we tend to think of, and I'm not saying the questioner thinks this, that if Jesus just could have got a big enough crowd and told people some kind of message, hey, I'm the Son of God, believe in me, then that would have solved everything. But Jesus... Jesus' mission is to reach the lost, and the method he's really here doing for three years is creating a community. Yep. And he's trying to teach this community of people. His focus is on that community, knowing that that community will then have the ability to go change the world. We tend to think that the greatness of Jesus was the Sermon on the Mount. The greatness of Jesus was the way that he taught. It was the acts of compassion that he did. But it turns out the greatness of Jesus that changed the world was the community that he built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is the thing that he said would last. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that everything else Jesus was doing in his ministry was temporary except for that. And if the community he built would b- behave the way it would, <laughs> He taught it to behave, it would show the greatness of God. It always has. When the community of Jesus has reacted to the world and those events the way that Jesus would have reacted, it has always shown the greatness of God to people in their in their generation. 
-hmm. So that leads me to another question. Do you think this is why, because this touches on what we talked about in our, I believe our former, just our last series about essential church. Do you think this is why a lot of people in our, our culture today are missing God because they are looking, like you said, Ed, for God's essence, God's greatness in something other than the church? I do. When you say people are, who who are the people that are, Christians are missing it? Well, both. I, no, I think, I think both. both. I do too. I think both. Well, think, who's looking is my question. I think a lot of people, when here's what when they look, where's God? They're Non-believers. Anybody. A, a lot of people. No, I get, I get, you know I'm trying mean? to answer your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... But uh, when a lot of people look for where's God at and where's the evidence of God, they look for things like miracles. Mm-hmm. Answers to prayer, um, things that ne- I necessarily cannot explain. Right, by unexplainable means. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not to set that aside as not being important, but when that's all I see as being evidence of God, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that might be one of the reasons Jesus is like, you know, don't make the miracles the deal. Right, mm-hmm. there's something bigger you're missing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was my point for asking the question. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, so to what you're saying, I think, yeah, I think people are looking for the wrong thing often when we're looking for God. I think, and I think it's different for different groups. That's what I was asking. I think Christians, um, believers, people who have already accepted there is a supernatural in the world, um, often when I end up having conversations with people or um, I, I see the conversations that believers are having online, um, when it comes to evidence of God, I think that is primarily um, w- what we're trying to figure out. And I think sometimes there's a level of we're trying to control uh, God or we're trying to control life. Um, I think I think maybe what has even changed, as and I'll talk in our culture as opposed to even Jesus' culture, is as we've become more individualistic, um, I think... All of us, including non-believers and believers, um, I'm kind of the end goal of my life. Mm-hmm. Therefore, God holds no interest for me. Only in what He can provide me for my life. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah but that's what I mean. God being the end goal of life itself. You know, we say this on Sundays: um, is that we're Jesus people. Uh, in that he's not only the purpose of our community, he's the purpose of life itself. Um, and I think intellectually, many of us believe that, but we don't like it. Hmm. Because I don't want Jesus to be the purpose of life. I want me to have a purpose for my life, and Jason to have a purpose for his life, and Ed to have a purpose for his life, and everyone else has a purpose for their life, and Jesus is somehow mixed up in it all. But Jesus... The Trinity being the purpose of life, I don't know if I like that. And I don't know if I like having to surrender my life to it. So when you, so when you talk about whether people are looking for miracles or not, the miracles are a benefit to me. Yep. They either improve my life or, and I know many believers who are this way, the miracles, whether they affect me or not, they add validity to what I believe. I can go, you know why? So when I'm talking with my, you know, my adult son who's, gone to college and doesn't believe in anything supernatural, if I can prove a miracle, I can say, see, I figured it out. See, I was right. This is the evidence that I am right. 
And I think all of that gets mixed up into it. Um, I do think Jesus is interested in, I mean, I know we all do, in healing people. And Jesus is interested in providing miraculous help to people. Um, but those things are a result of something else greater. Yeah, they're a result of him. They're a result of being near to him. Yes. That that Jesus is the source of healing. Jesus yes. is the source of life and power. Um, and when I am living in connection with that, there is a level of healing and power that, and then obviously in eternity, we will be fully, there will be no well, separation. Well, and there's some yeah. kind of healing that needs to come in for a lot of people in our world, particularly in our individualistic world that you're talking about. Some of the healing that needs to take place is between me and you. Oh, absolutely. And because I think I'm the point of life or I'm the point of my life mm -hmm. and my family is the point of our lives, because I'm disconnected from you, which God, we know everybody I look at is made in the image of God. I don't like to think about that a lot because there are a lot of images of God I don't like, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sometimes God, the miracle God needs to do is for, I might not be the healing I want of me individually because mm -hmm. I need to depend on you. Yeah. And the healing that needs to take place in this life is that you and I, yeah, and that may make me get to the point that I have to say, will you help me? Though for most of us in our culture, those words, I would much rather be the person giving help than receiving help. Well, and I think to the... On any, on any terms. Yeah. Well, and I think to the question you had asked earlier, um, that Ed had asked earlier about the community kind of being really what Jesus is getting to is, and once again, we say this here in, um, in the way of that God is not inviting you into a private spirituality. It's a life with God and others um, because life, the community is what Jesus came to establish. The church is what Jesus died for uh, and not the institution of the church, the living, breathing organism that is a community of people who put, once again, Jesus as the purpose, as the center. Um, there is a way when I do that, that we more fully uh, connect to the life of the Trinity um, when we are living that way, when I am laying down my life for you and you're laying down your life for me. And we have such an idea, once again, because if I am the point of my life, in, independence is a really important thing. And um, this is what becomes very difficult when you have um, either you or someone that you love has some form of a disability where you, in our culture, the goal is that every person could be fully independent. And the idea that I may have a child who may not be able to live independently on their own, I feel like, oh, they're, 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 they're a little less than, and I hate that for them, that they might have to be dependent on others. The man in the body of Christ, that already is the point, is that I may have to live my entire life dependent on others. And there is a way in which, um, and, I, and I see it as when Jesus says, when you move towards those who are the least of these in a, in a society, a group that you might look at and go, um, well, they're marginalized, they're on the outside, that when you move to serve someone who is poor or sick, which I would include disabled people into that mix. There's something amiss with their body, someone who's in prison, someone who is dependent. You see the face of Jesus in a different way. And part of that is 
I now understand their dependence, but man, I understand my own dependence that because I am able-bodied and uh, in, in, in my case, I've been privileged to grow up with a fair amount of resources and privilege, I have kind of convinced myself I don't really need anyone else. And I am, I am actually, uh, I am at a disability right. at that point for a different reason. And it is all of us in the church choosing to say, man, I need you and you need me. And well, it's one of the things I think that um, I was thinking about this when you were talking about it, that, you know, again, I know I go to 12 steps a lot because I've learned so much from mm-hmm. it. And I was just reading a book today that is a person trying to take 12 steps and apply it to everybody. One of the things that, and he doesn't mention this statement, but I thought it while you were talking, in, in AA things, one of the things I remember learning early on is I get drunk, we get sober. Yeah. I, the, me being alone is what kept me drunk. Right. When I decide that I will do this with you, admit my need for you, decide I will, you will be my sponsor, and then I decide I will sponsor somebody, mm-hmm. I get drunk, we get sober. Mm-hmm. That is, it's why you can see parts of the church so well, because AA grew out of that. Mm-hmm. I sin, we bring healing to each other. When <laughs> you confess your sins one to another, pray for each other that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that the confession of sins is what leads to the mm-hmm. healing. But I want to confess to Jesus, right? but that verse is about me confessing to you. Well, we think those things. We think sins, weaknesses, they stand between me and another person. Um, you know, because if I show my weakness, I show my sin, then they will they will put this barrier up and they may think less of me. But the truth is there is there is something in the in the confession of it. Um, so I have my 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 daughters, and this may be true for, for all children, but it's certainly true for my daughters when they um when they they have a tendency to when they're doing stuff and they're being very sneaky and they're hiding it, um, you know they don't want to confess it, which I think is a normal normal yeah. thing. And um, one of one of my daughters really struggles to ever say the words "I'm sorry, I'm wrong." I have one daughter who over apologizes to the point that we're like, "This doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> You're just saying it because it helps you feel good." I got one daughter who won't say it even when she's caught in something. She won't even say it. And I got her. I, I said at one point, I said the. I said, why is it you don't want to say you're sorry? And she said, because I think you'll be mad at me. I think when you, and what I got to that she did not have the language to is by admitting I did something wrong, I almost legitimize you walking away from me mm-hmm. because I've now given you all the ammunition. If I keep pretending that I did nothing wrong, you don't have a, a right or authority. And if you walk away from me, I can tell people they walked away from me for no reason. I didn't do anything wrong. And I thought I thought in that moment, I said, how many times have I as a person, but how many adults are doing the same thing? I won't ever tell my spouse I did anything wrong because it legitimizes them being angry. And so what I said to her was, do you understand that in confessing what you did was wrong, it doesn't legitimize people walking away. It allows the healing to happen where we can come back together. Because as long as you don't apologize, that sin does stay between us. Yeah. That brokenness does. But it's in the confession. It's in the honesty that we are brought together, which is really important for her beyond her relationship with me, for everyone to understand. It is something in revealing my brokenness, my sin, that draws me towards people. Well, and I, I found, and I bet you guys, I know you guys have too, because we've talked about this before. 
Anytime I confess to anybody, I have found walls immediately come down between us. Yes. Sure. The other person then also feels, you know, the need to forgive me, even if I'm not confessing something I did to them, to tell me that they're pray for me, that they're with me, that they want to help me. It never builds a wall. It builds a relationship. Yeah. And uh, that's the way God intended. So, again, I go back to what this person was saying, that the greatness of God, and it's been true, proven true now for 2,000 years, was not the miracles. Right. Because people still see miracles at work in our world and don't decide to follow Jesus. Right. But when the body of Christ operates the way the body of Christ should work where we are dependent on each other, we love each other, where we share with each other, where we're committed to one another. It is so otherworldly to people that there would be a community that would love people that way and stand for people that they're not blood related to. Mm -hmm. That it is really, it shows the greatness of God who is three in one and meant for us to be Together. I had the thought the other day, you know, that the only time, you know, people tend to think God wants a relationship with me, he does. And I know how dependent on you read the first few chapters of Genesis. There was a point where God had a human being, Adam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and God goes, you know, it ain't good for him to be alone. Right. Well, God, he's not alone. He's with you. Mm. And God goes, no, <laughs> there needs to be some more like him. Yeah. And I'm not... I'm, it's not complete. There needs to be us together with each other. And uh, that's always been God's pattern. I'm always building a community. And I expect you to be at work at that too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. All right. I hope that helps. We certainly got off of what they Ooh, were. We did asked. get off, but we hey, got, we got was, far off. We apologize for getting off. That was a fun conversation. It, it, it went some directions. I, I think did not we see. answered it really early on. So we if you did. just watched the first five minutes of the answer, we, then, answered, that's right. we answered it. And then. So to wrap up, I want a real. You know, one of our comments recently from somebody was oh, yeah. you guys just continue to talk around everything. Oh, really? It was a complaint. Oh, but sorry. They was, meant like we weren't answering the question? No, they just said you just go on and on and on. Oh, we go on too long. <laughs> well, they're we not wrong. They're, no, I agree they're not with wrong. That. I would disagree with I them. was just hoping they weren't thinking that we weren't we weren't trying to answer questions. Yeah. Sure. So to wrap up, I just did not want to uh, ignore that there was a second part to the question, but there's a reason I left it to the very end. I'll read it real quick, and then I'll tell you why. Uh, their second question is... Um, in Mark's uh, chapter 7, 24 to 26, a Greek woman asked Jesus to cure her daughter. Mm -hmm. The message translation of his reply in Mark 7, 27 says, Stand in line. Take your turn. The children's get, children get fed first. If there's any leftover, the dogs get it. He goes on to cure the daughter after the woman questions him. Can you shed some light on his reply? I'm assuming it's because of her religion, but it doesn't sound like the loving words of Jesus. And I knew as soon as I read this question, I was like, we talked about this before. So uh -huh. I went back into our archives and I found it. There's a clip. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, and what I'm going to do is uh, in the description of this, if you're listening on a podcast app, it's in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, it's in the YouTube description. There is a link right there. It's going to be the very first thing you'll see. And uh, you click on that, and there is like a 10-minute, pretty brief answer to this question. I, list, I watched the whole thing. We did a dang good job. Good. I'm proud of us. Okay. We did a really good Was it job. better than the answer we just gave? Was it yes. shorter or, and more concise? It's shorter. It's more concise. 
uh, I thought we did a good job. It's good. back in the old days of the podcast. Maybe so. what is happening is this 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 podcast is getting into its senile years, and we're just, <laughs> we are we aren't yeah. as good as we once were. Yes. We have now started rambling about different things. Yeah. But I also thought it was a good opportunity to remind folks that there, if you go to our channel on YouTube. You can find playlists. There's a playlist of full podcasts, and there's another one where we used to pull clips out. We don't do that as much anymore, but we used to pull some clips out of questions that we've answered, and the specific questions are in there. So you might find your questions. That's back when Joel was our producer. Yes, producer he Joel. did. He did like work during the week. Yeah, he yeah. would he would pull out clips. But anyway, so check out the clip that's uh, in the description. I did a whole message on that passage one time a long. Time ago. Well, maybe you should link us to that. I, 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 no, I do, not want, want to hear that I do not want to find that. Okay. But I remember very much talking that whole. Back. I don't think you will go back and listen to that and go, "Wow, I was better then." I know that's not true. Yeah. I okay. know that's not true. All right. So I think what, we have gotten better with age. We don't know if the podcast has gotten better with age. Yes. yes. We'll let the audience. Decide. Y'all can yeah. decide. So y'all come back next week. Uh, we've got. A, I'll preview. I'm going to preview. What is next week's question? Ah, a very serious question. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about suicide. Mm. So, Ooh. sorry, it might be a little depressing, but mm. it's a question, that, a really good question somebody needs to know in order to help a friend. So, okay. All right, we'll talk about that one next week. Y'all come back. See you then.